Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Caro. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We've also got our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Okay, okay. Uh, welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're really excited that you guys are joining us. Uh, this is episode 49, and I'm freaking pumped for this one. 49. Episode 49, mainly because we have a ton of uh, fantastic stuff to talk about, but it also means we're one show closer to our live show, the second live show we've ever done at the Burger Social. Um, so we're right there. We're two weeks away. Really excited about that one. Uh, right now, we are currently sitting at Garrett's Bar in his basement. It's called The Office. It's now also known as Underground Studio West, which is like very that. cool. Yeah. You like it? That's fun. Yeah. All right, cool. A uh, ton of really cool stuff to talk about today, guys. Um, before we get into that, let's talk about what we're sipping on. Johnny, what you got? So, I don't know what I'm sipping on, to be honest. Uh, I see there's a handle of Captain with probably about like an inch left in it. Uh, but I also see probably over 150 bottles in the back bar that are perfectly taken care of, and I'm pretty sure this Captain Morgan handle is not taken care of, <laughs> and probably like four and a half years old, so I'm sipping on some probably pretty old Captain and Coke. I bought that in 2015. Oh my God. Still going strong. For you, literally, because I knew you were coming to this party. <laughs> seven, you had, years, seven years ago? You yeah. had a premonition? <laughs> well, you told me, like, uh, you told me they're coming, I, all right, well, I guess I got to go back out and buy buy some Captain. And like it was, um, it was on sale for the handle. Oh my god! You got to have Captain for Johnny if he's coming to the party. One hundred percent. I mean, I I dropped the ball and didn't have any Coke. He's got Diet Coke instead. He'll, he'll get through it. Yeah, right. He'll be he'll be just fine. <laughs> what just, you, just chug that and get something else. There you go. Or I'll dump it. Who cares? Uh, make it a drain pour. Gee, what you got? I don't know the name. You go first because I'm drinking the same beers. All right, so Gary and I split a couple beers because I brought some new beers. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that later. This is a Whiskey Hill Brewing. Out of Westmont, it's called Queen of Bines. Um, I'm sure there's a story behind it. I have no idea what it is, um, but it's a seven and a half percent IPA. It's delicious. So I have that, and I'm drinking um, uh, Eagle Bear Store Pick. Little double fister over there. Let's have a cheers, boys, and a good little podcast. Thanks everybody for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. Let's go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, live show. Live show is officially sold out. Um, which is unbelievable. Uh, we even have a waiting list in case tickets open, which is mind-boggling to me. Uh, so that means we'll probably have to do another one so the guys on the backup list can get in. Yeah, we should probably uh, find a bigger bar. A bigger bar, or maybe you just utilize the whole space. Why not? Why not use the, the rooftop patio and just plug it in? What do you think about that, John? Or lap seats. People can sit on each other. Double, double dip. Yeah. All right, so everybody just... Find yourself a partner and sit on each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like everyone throws like a, their keys in, but it's not to go home with the other night. It's just so who they get to sit on laps. Oh with. my gosh, that would be crazy. So all of you aces guys and are, aces sit in each other. Jacks and jacks sit on each other. Aces. All right, to all, and eights to all of you that are other. coming to the live show, we're not doing that. I promise you, you'll have your own chair, and uh, we appreciate your support. We haven't we haven't determined anything yet. All right, September sixth, Tuesday, eight o'clock, the Burger Social. We got Pinhook Bourbon as one of our sponsors. We got Phase 3 as one of our sponsors. And we got Bourbon Belly Hospitality as our main sponsor, Tier 1. Big ups to all those guys. Really appreciate it. It's going to be a great, great night. Um, I'm sure there will only be one or two drunk people there, mainly the three of us. Uh, and then everybody else will just be sober. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We'd like to give a shout out to our last podcast guests, Mario, the owner, and Alex, the head brewer of 93 Octane out of St. Charles. We had a great time with those guys. Um, lots of beer was flowing. Lots of whiskey was flowing. And I think, did, did anybody double dip on Rumplemints before we even started recording, Johnny? Do you remember that? Was it us or was it somebody else? That was that Alex was did. That was Mario, the owner. He said he didn't drink at all. And then all of a sudden, he pulls two nice pours of Rumplemints before we start. So And then we got after it. Congrats. You're a drinker now. <laughs> um. That was so, the, the craziest part about that episode was when Alex busted out the blowtorch in the rod, and we did the, the beer stoggle. 
You could feel the heat from across the room. Totally, dude. And uh, it's also called known as a beer poke. And I mean, this this stuff is crazy. We need to do more stuff like that because that was nuts. I think John was about to have a heart attack, like his bar was gonna get burnt down. Well, I had no idea this was happening. Was All like of a sudden, this flame. guy Alex pulls out a blowtorch, <laughs> starts heating up a rod in our basement, and it was like, you know, our fire, you know, alarms are right above him. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. It, it seemed like it was about to be mayhem, but you know what? It was good. What they did with it was very cool, and I was glad we got to experience that. we were, uh, we rubbed some hops with them that day, which was very cool. Uh, we're going to brew a uh, beer with them on September 13th that will be available. What do you say about uh, six like, weeks? Yeah, five to six weeks. Five to six weeks available. From, yeah, it'll be at the distribution house yeah. five to six weeks from production. Perfect. Uh, we're gonna, what are we brewing with them? A, a nice hazy IPA with a little bit of a West Coast influence? Yeah, it should be like six, six, six two, six, three. Yeah, somewhere in there. Awesome. I'm really excited about that, and I'm sure they'll take great care of us when they go there. And then we could try one of the delicious burgers uh, Mario was tr- uh, bragging about in yeah. their uh, their restaurant. We should order. We should we urban should, counter. We should. Exactly. We should. Um, we should order pizza to the the brewery <laughs> just to make them happy. <laughs> like, nah, we're not nah, doing that. We eat burgers all the yeah. time. <laughs> uh, let's give a little update on a, the new restaurant for our group, uh, Proof Number Five on Front Street in downtown Wheaton. They just poured the concrete. They're getting into the framework. Literally in the next week or two, it's going to start shaping up into the, the actual mold of what it's going to be. What's your, what's your thoughts on that, G? I mean, it's pretty sweet. I placed the um, the equipment order today for the bar. For all the bar stuff. Yeah, uh, minus one minus one thing. Who, and, who's and got a better job than you in, in laying out bars and, <sighs> and ordering that stuff? It's great. I, there's like this um, this website I got directed to where um, it's like a 3D model thing where you just like take, there's like everything that you could possibly think of to use in a restaurant and you can build it digitally um, in this like 3D world. And then... Um, and then they quote you, and, and they'll build it for you, and then they'll actually come in and install it for you. Nice. Which you sent cooler. me the link, and I kind of played around with it. I haven't dove too deep into it because I, I know that like I'm just going to be in front of my phone for like four hours. There's two and a half hours on yeah. my laptop. Uh, just messing around. Just messing around with all different kinds of concepts. Um, they, I didn't realize that they have like um, equipment that you can, like that an ice bin and a sink are all connected with, next to your like worktop table. And like I've never thought of, of having a... Like a sink next, right next to my workout mm. table, like all connected. Yeah. Like there's always a sink back there to wash your hands or dump or whatever. Right. But it's like a two step, two steps away or whatever. And they so, made they made you in charge of 3D rendering all that equipment and do a space. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> it's a good job. It's a good job. Uh, so right now we're Maybe still not like- the best decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one I did was like uh, it was going to be like a, a seventeen thousand dollar cocktail station, mm. and I was like I. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna submit that one. Better scale it back. Yeah, yeah. Just, a, just a scotch. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, fake yeah. it till you make it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at mid-November, kidding, early Jim. December. We're for gonna be reviewing Jameson five. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're not drinking the good stuff. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit because we're literally looking at a wall of the best bourbon you could ever drink. But uh, proof number five. We're looking at mid-November, early December. Uh, barring any major setbacks, and I really, truly think that that's going to be the timeline, uh, and it's going to be great for Wheaton. It's going to be great for the company. Uh, Garrett and I are going to have a, a huge hand in that place, and uh, we really appreciate Jack and Nick for, honestly, the opportunity and um, the trust to allow us to do what we're about to do and, and, and get into that endeavor. My favorite part is when Mike told me that um, part of your like contract is that you have to work with me more. Yeah. It's like... So uh, fine. So I wasn't. Gonna, uh, we're not going to dive deep into this, but I, I haven't even told the staff at Social this yet. But oh, I we just, just say that they just told you in this build out that you have to work with me more. And that's that, a, that's, and that's, the and that's a great line. idea. That's that's perfect. Garrett and I get to work together more. That's awesome. Uh, we we thrive when we get to work together, and it's going to be badass. Yeah. Um. So I'm on a personal mission from the beer gods. I am trying to hit up all the breweries in the western suburb that I have not been to. I went to five in literally. I think it was six days last week. I'm just going to name them really quick. If anybody has any questions about them, come by the Burger Social and see me. I'll tell you all about them. We're going to drink some of the beer in a little bit. Not five within six days. It was five within like a day. It made two or three days. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I had a great time. I was I was literally on just a mission. I went to Oak and Ike, Bubble House Brewing, Whiskey Hill Brewing, which is that's the beer we're drinking, uh, Skeleton Key Brewing, and Goldfinger. Uh, we're going to be sampling um, and reviewing a Bubble House American Pale Ale, which we'll get into a lot later. But honestly, 
Um, all these spots were super cool, super unique, and now I feel much more privileged and honored to be in like a really good hotbed of brewing that's outside of Chicagoland. Because I always just envision Chicago as the main hub, which it is, but literally Bubble House is 10 minutes away from my house, and I can't wait to go there all the time. And I'm definitely going to take you guys over there as soon as we can. So we'll get into that beer in a little bit. Um, what do we got this? We got the first review of the new Greek spot. Oh yeah, we're talking. We're always talking about the Greek spot by all the Greek new Greek restaurants coming up. Yeah, my parents went to the one on uh, college, college Avenue. How was it? And I looked up all the I looked up all the Yelp reviews. Yeah, and but they've got pictures now on a website. It's fantastic. Uh, they have lolly chops, Johnny. We we said that we suspected that they would, John. Do you how many lolly chops do you think you'll be slamming over there? Dude, these <laughs> looked about three times the size that Muldoon's had. They're huge. Really? Because those weren't dinky. They look amazing. I hate to admit it, but like. Actually, I don't hate to admit it. Like, like Muldoon's back in the day had the, the lolly chops on the menu. Freshy fresh. Little little lamb chops with a little lemon pepper uh, seasoning on them, and they were, like, fucking awesome. So you remember this? This what, what were they over a bed of, and what was on top of them? Do you remember? It was some sort of, like... It was, like, a sweet potato puree. Yeah, yes. It was delicious. Yes. And then they had... It was a crispy... Like onion straws. Onion straws or strings that were to die for. You could literally just eat a whole handful of those. And, it and would you, be would, you would dip the lolly chop into the sweet oh, potato yeah. puree. Like, like then, a nacho. And then add a little of that like, crispiness on top of them. Yeah. And then take that bite. It was awesome. Money. And then just suck Money. on the bone for like 10 Money. minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <It> just, <laughs> They're like so salty and peppery. You're just dipping so the bone in your beer. Oh, my You're gosh. You're just doing a beer bone poke. Yeah. And anyway. it was uh, fantastic. Vegetarians and vegans, please tune out. <laughs> Just for this, this and, segment. Let's be tuned out. And we're back. We talk about yeah. and, we're, and we're back. So my parents went. They said it was pretty good. Their portion sizes are huge. Cool. They, they weren't a huge fan of the gyro, but the, the, what this place does, they're doing very, very authentic uh, gyros, not like stuff that we got at like Smokehouse. You sure. get a Smokehouse or at... Not um, the Americanized version. Yeah, which I personally love. Of course. Who, um, who don't? Yeah, because... Uh, uh, I didn't know this. I found this out today that um, a gyro sandwich is made from pork, not necessarily lamb. Lamb, yeah. yeah. Like the, we know. Right, that I, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that comes on a stick and it spins in a circle. On a spit. Yeah, and it's got an electric, uh, electric carver. <laughs> with the guy with the biggest red mole on his head I've ever seen. He was a nice guy, he, though. The whole, the whole staff was great. Um, anyway, so uh, he, he, my dad judges everything on the tzatziki sauce, so he said it was, it was lacking. But it probably could have been super traditional, and he doesn't know. So um, it's, got a, it's got great reviews on, online. Cool. The owner responds to almost all of them. Really? Which is, which is interesting. Yeah. And they, so they own that breakfast place right next door. We talked Love about that. Love that place. Yeah, so they share, a, house of Wheaton, yeah, right? they share a kitchen. Oh, nice. So it, t- t- it makes total sense. So they, they've done That's with brilliant. lunch. And then they open up they, for dinner. They open up for dinner in the same oh, kitchen. Brilliant. So then they can also use like the same dining room for, for like fl- extra flow, like, really like overflow. So they got the the separate side that's the Greek joint. And they yeah, got the outside, outside tables. Yeah. Um, and then if they need to, they could use the breakfast joint right. as overflow. Yeah. That's a brilliant concept. Never run out of tables. Yeah. Totally. So this probably doesn't do any help for any Greek restaurant that we just talked about, but this is kind of a deep cup for the podcast. Deep cut. We had my wife Joanna early on in the uh, podcast. Yeah, early on. Maybe one of like the first five or six, seven episodes. Yeah, number six maybe. And she talked about early on when she used to work at this Greek restaurant in Franklin Park. And uh, the guy used to cut the gyro meat off the spit with his large fingernail. No. Yes. Did she talk about it on that podcast? Oh, yes. I don't remember that. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. He would. He He must have cut that part out. So what would so the only two reasons why you have a long fingernail? <laughs> yeah, cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. And open boxes. And a euro spit. Yeah, and a euro spit. <laughs> and open boxes. So there's three there's three reasons. <laughs> she said like he would like that's just what he did, like to cut oh, the meat off the That's disgusting. That's nasty. That's awful, right? That's disgusting. Was How, it, is that was place it good? still around? I <laughs> know, but this is like thirty years ago and she was Twenty five so, so years, Joanna ago. Was, Joanna like was nine. years ago. Twenty five like years ago, when she ago. was fifteen. <laughs> we did talk about like, her. Can first, you imagine, like, spot. Uh, I like the gyro, and then you see the guy come up, you know, grab a little basket with a little like peat on it, go to the gyro spit. It's turning. All of a sudden, he just grabs his thumbnail, 
and just rips meat off this thumbnail into your dish. That's so disgusting. It's just the most unappetizing thing I've ever heard. Sounds wonderful. Okay. <laughs> if you're the guy, well, so, you're tasting so your little day. My wife, uh, Kate, and her friend are actually at that place tonight. The, the thumbna- the no, not that place. Oh, not, the, okay. not the Franklin Park place. They're, at, they're physically <laughs> Text at, her now. Don't no, get the euro. <laughs> physically at the new Greek spot. Dude, I'll hit pause. <laughs> Text her now. <laughs> on College Avenue. Um, and she's going to tell me all about it. So I can't wait to see her side of it. Ever call in, we'll Rogers. do it live. Ever call yeah. in, we'll do it live. Cool. I love yeah. that idea. Um, the, so the bottom line is I think the three of us need to go, need to go there but I and check it out and offer John's thumbnail as a, as a, as a source to... to Carve up the euro. You down with that, Johnny? Can I mean, you I, your, I, your nail out for a little bit? I mean, you you would guess that 100% of people don't do that. It just was a random thing that she experienced like early on. That's in, like, crazy. The early 90s when that's, she worked at a these, crazy like, story. shitty Greek restaurant. Did he do it once or did he do it all the time? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh she, he had like a specific thumb thumbnail. All right. All that right. was like an inch long. This that is would carve my, meat. And then later he would, use, euro he would use that to just dip it into a... Thick powder of whiteness. Some say it adds to the flavor. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt Those it. Those euros are right. addicting. The feta cheese and all <laughs> it's that It's the most bullshit. addicting euro I've ever had. I've, I've never been able to go to sleep after one of those euros. Man, can I get a euro at 2 a.m.? <laughs> all right, sweet. Uh, I've been up for three days. <laughs> let's move on. Pounding euros. Let's move We're on. off the rails already. We're off the rails. All right, so I alluded to this earlier. I brought a delicious beer from Bubble House Brewing in Lyle. Uh, we're going to talk all about that in a little bit. Gee. Now, we got a wall of whiskey in front of me that I'm really trying hard not to just stare at. So what yeah. did you choose for us to drink today at your office? Um, well, I thought it's a little collaboration. I didn't choose all of it. but um, okay. So I put a bunch of bottles out in front, and you gave me two to choose from. Uh, we ended up with the Elmer T. Lee, and then John scoffed at it and wanted to do the Hancock's Reserve. Side by side. And said, well, let's just do both. Love it. So dude. we're going <laughs> to do, a, we're gonna do a, a blind sample. These are two of the most special bourbons I've ever had. Top top five bourbons for me of all time. Really? The yeah. Elmer? The Elmer both, for sure, right? Both of them. I, they, you know that Hancock's is like my my dark horse. Really? If I go to a bar... I thought you were, in, you were a CYPB guy. That's my number one. Okay. If I see Hancock's in the back bar, yeah. as long as it's not more than 20 bucks, I'm going to drink the whole bottle. I love it. Literally. I love that stuff. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Can both we, of these are delicious. Can we talk about your wall for like... A minute or two, like sure, yeah. For the for the viewers or for the listeners that can't view, Johnny, this. why don't you describe? This I don't want to describe no, it. Your, I want Gary best. to explain what's going no, on. No, you down describe here because, and then he explains. No, it's out of this world. What's going on down here? So I want Gary to explain. Uh, what's 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 crazy is that I've got buddies who this is like, peanuts too. This right? Is, this is what they have. Out. Really, this is what they have out. Yeah. No, we we have probably three rows of high quality bourbons. The highest quality. Yeah, so we have the, the top row is um, all the BTAC. Probably like everything. 15 feet wide. We're talking hundreds yeah, of they're, bottles. They're seven, it's 17 feet wide. <laughs> He's got specifics. 17, 17 feet, like four inches. I'm just saying. Some oh. are doubled up. There's zero, there's zero duplicates up here. All right, so oh, no, let's, let's, sorry, let's there, just there, talk, about, two, this, talk about the, sto- the, the top shelf real quick. Okay. Yeah. Left to right, just Left real right, quick, look at the B- 30 seconds. The BTAC, like GTS, Handy, Incredible. Eagle Rare 17. I don't have any of the 18 or the Saz 18 or the... Um, you already drank that one? I think it's behind no, the that TV. One, that, one, that one's you're too expensive. I think it's behind yeah, the no, TV. No, those are the extra. Those are the doubles, the the Stag and the, the ER. I got um, small samples if you want to try any of the Thomas H. Handy. Um, and then uh, everything that... Every bottle that Michter's has ever made out, outside of the 25 year. Yeah, outside of the 25 year, including bottles I was able to fill that we went down... Um, got some Parker, some Pappy, some Willet Purple Tops, the Blonde Brothers, um, Natter Bourbon, um, the the whole F- lineup of Old Fits. Yeah, the whole lineup. Um, some like OG, each Taylor barrels bottles. Um, Stuff that you would pay Wellers. thousands of dollars for. Secondary, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and if, then if um, you can even find them. No, they don't make them anymore. Exactly. Then, then uh, a couple, couple cool Wellers, and then I'm I'm in love with Eagle Rare, so I've got. Um, like 12 it's like 12 and then some leader 15, some 1.75 15 different store picks from eagle rare all right that, and that's, store, just a, that's just a top shelf those are just single barrels pretty yeah. much everything on the top shelf is single barrel well, it's, it's it's all top <laughs> yeah. it's it's just it, ridiculous now, can you can you explain the the lower shelf that's lit it up here in the middle so uh that's light up 
It's been lit. It's lit it up. Lit, it, lit up. it up. So lit it up. In the center, there's um, the bottles that got I got signed by master distillers and owners. And then um, to the outside are things that I think that are interesting that are a little bit higher on the higher proof side. So like the Jack Daniels single barrel rise and the uh, the 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 Abraham Bowman cast strength, which is Johnny. I I almost picked that for today, but you, I knew he was gonna make fun of me because it's 141 proof. And then um, on the right, a bunch of different 1792s, but uh, five different four ones, four different ones that they've ever made. And then um, I got a little collection. I love Journeyman. So I got a little collection of single barrel picks that um, Mike and I have done. Um, yeah, so so Johnny is really focused really on this bottom shelf. And then the, this the middle third, part right the third here. one is uh, every Blanton's that's that's ever been produced. Incredible. Outside of the um, the one strictly for Prague and for uh, there's another one, but they're like eight hundred dollars each. And I'm, I'm not pulling the trigger on that. Then they get some Japanese and Scotch, like one bottle, like four bottles of Japanese and, and Scotch. And a nice little Elijah Craig. And collection. then there's two more oh, shelves below yeah. that that are just one, all still badass bourbons. One day I realized that I really liked an Eagle an, an Elijah Craig single barrel. It's like it's 94 proof. It's yeah. really really good. Like everyday sipper for like 45 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so that I went on, I binged. For two, that's week, all for two weeks, right there, yeah, I just bought a bunch of single barrels from different stores and restaurants. And see awesome, an eighteen-year. Oh yeah, yeah, there's one of those. <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's move on before we just start cracking all these open and start drinking them. So we got the Elmer T. Lee. We're gonna drink some Hancock's uh, Reserve, uh, both badass. I can't wait to drink those. On to the next segment, which is our Yeef, our Yeef. yearly. And thank you, G. Yearly industry ebb and flow. Uh, for me at social right now, I literally just lost all of my support staff between barbacks and hostesses. Literally 25 people just went to college. I cut my staff in half, which is great for labor. I guess. Uh, but now everybody else just has to work, work twice overtime. as hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, bottom line is uh, if any of anybody's listening to this podcast and they have a kid. Or a neighbor. Or a neighbor. Or a buddy, a buddy who's out of work. Send them on down to the burger. Preferably somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just send them on down to the burger social. Hit me up. Uh, we're, we're definitely hiring. We're in good shape. We're not, we're not in four, dire straits. All four of the restaurants could use some help. Could use some help right now yeah. because everybody just went to college. And uh, it is what it is. And it's just part of the yearly industry ebb and flow. Yeah. All right, sweet. Are you guys ready to try some new delicious beer that you guys have never had before? 100%. Lovely. Let me just slam the rest of this beer so I can. Oh, we got fresh. Oh, we glasses. got fresh glasses. So yeah. these these are um, these are noon whistle glasses that they serve all their hazies in, and I bought them completely sober on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> That's a GD lion, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Lovely. All right, sweet. So the beer that I brought is from one of the five breweries that I went to in one and a half days last week. Four uh, hours. Four, four hours. Four hours. Bubble House Brewing in the Lyle. Uber, he did the same Uber the whole way. He just, just, I'll be right back. Just grab his slam in four packs. Uh, Bubble House Brewing in Lyle. They opened last November. Um, the gal that was bartending is the one of the owners. Her husband's the master brewer, so they own it together in a warehouse. They had an outdoor patio, dog-friendly, literally just kind of popped up on my radar, never even heard of them. And 10 minutes away from my house, decided to stop by. Their beer was phenomenal. Uh, this is called Penguin Bowling, and um, it's an American Pale Ale. That's a cool name too. It's, it is a cool name, and it's a, it, there's a there's a little bit of a story on the back of it. It comes from one of another beer that they brewed at their when they in their inception when they started, and they added a couple things, and then this is like the second variation of it. The cool thing about this is that it's brewed with a bunch of del- delicious hops, but it's also it's brewed with spruce tips that are foraged from a, a local um, forestry. So I had never, Garrett and I have been to many breweries, many beer houses, and I had never heard of anybody brewing a beer with spruce tips. So I was super intrigued by it. Is it going to be extra piney or what? So well, hopefully I, the spruce tips aren't from like an ancient Norwegian, like terrifying woods of like devils and. Yeah, right. No, Goblins, like I said, local in or, Lyle, or so, or the head, or the brewer's fingernail. But the, <laughs> he's just this slicing is, off his name's spruce Bruce. tips. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> um, so I looked it up, and spruce tips were used way back in the day when the U.S. was colonized, and hops were not readily available. Um, so they used molasses and spruce tips for brewing, and exactly like you said, bitter and piney. 
which is in that same vein as hops. Yeah, so similar. So all that stuff. So it's their one of their beers that they brewed at their inception, plus spruce tips. And honestly, when you drink it, I think you're going to find that out in there. So this is a, a 5.5% ABV, American Pale Ale, 37 IBUs, which we don't care about anymore. But this is going to be a delicious beer, and I'm excited for you guys to try this. Have, so, you, have you seen this beer anywhere besides the... Never even heard of them until two weeks ago. How did you even find it? I literally was at a different brewery and typed in breweries around me, and this popped up. All right. And it was like on my way home. So I just stopped in, and nobody has ever... They don't distribute. Um, I'm sure they will at some point. Um, but it's just brand new and delicious, and I can't wait for you guys to try this. So here we go. Lovely. You got me on the... Fa- because how we're sitting now... Oh, my God. That's that you opened that can and got me in the face. We're, we're literally sitting on each other's laps. This is how the, the, the live show is going to be. Practice. <laughs> it's practice for the live show. So here we go. Mike, you just spray Garrett in the face? With a beer, John. With a, oh. with a beer. <laughs> these, these glasses are very cool. I'm not going to lie. Johnny, you ready to try this? Yeah, don't fill it too high. Might be a dumb cut. I don't like the sound of that. I'm just I don't kidding. like that I'm one just, bit. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So the uh, the artwork is, is pretty cool. Um, I like the color of it. I like the look of the can. I like the logo on Bubble House Brewing. It's like a four-pane window with bubbles behind it. Like you're almost like looking in a house, Bubble House, with bubbles in the background. Um, That's cool right there, too. Yeah, and, and we've talked about how cans in the past, if they don't have labels that wrap the whole can, we've kind of dogged on that. And I'm starting to, like, take that away from my mindset because who cares what the packaging looks like if it's delicious? It's going to be delicious. If it drinks good. If it tastes good, you should drink it. Exactly. So let's cheers. Cheers to Bubble House Brewing. Cheers. I think the gal's name was April. I'm not 100%, but she was lovely. She was cool. She was very passionate about what they're doing, and I can't wait to take you guys in there. It's going to be awesome. So get a good nose. Smells pretty piney. Did you lay down a business card? Too soon? Uh, No. Okay. I did not. They're not listening. Uh, When we tag them on the Instagram post, they're definitely going to be listening. There we go. Did you you leave your number to to do a podcast at their brewery? I'm I'm working on it. That was like the first step. For real. Did you even go there? No, the, I you had the Uber one. driver running and get me a four-pack. <laughs> I, I sat in the car. You left one at Hot So that's how you did it so quick. <laughs> Here's 20 bucks. Go get me a four-pack. Every brewery, not go in. Just get don't, don't bring up Hop Leaf. Air conditioning's on in the car. I'm not getting out. You're getting out. Dude, this beer is good. Yeah. It's really good. That easy drinking for 5.5%. Yeah. I was hopeful for when you told me the pine leaf yeah. or pine tips. The spruce tips. Spruce tips um, for more pine. And, it's, it's light. It's there, but it's, it's there, yeah. but it's not. Um, but I think if you overloaded it, then you're I'm like, glad it's not. But like, I, then you're a I was expecting high. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Then you distill it. Um, <laughs> then just distill it. I like the color on it. It's, a, it's slightly hazy. It looks like a good beer, and it drinks like a good beer. Mm. I like it. I'm John's gonna, not. John's not thrilled by I th- it. I think. John's not thrilled by it. I'm going to give it a six, seven. I'm buying a four pack, drinking two. And um, when a friend comes over, like, hey, check this beer out. You've probably never heard of it. Cool. That's great. What you got, Johnny? I'm only drinking one a night. Johnny's not liking it. He needs, no. another, he needs another sip. I need another sip. He needs another sip. Give him, he's got to wash, he's gotta wash down that Don't Diet judge Coke. it on the first four gulps. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge it on the first four finger pour. Garrett needs a little bit more too. Yeah. See, he is coming back for I'm it. I'm home. Uh, in what, my house. I'm not the, driving. The ABV is five, five and a half percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, that it's just unique with the spruce tips flavoring up the beer. And um, I'm yeah. changing it. What to seven, seven one. Oh, like he's up in it. Yeah. This he is, likes this it. This is better. The third. Yeah. Cold. It's it's good. I actually had one of these last night while I was uh, putting the docket together, and um, the more I drank it, the more I liked it. I was feeling it's pretty no, good. Pretty good at one a.m. I bet this is nothing I would like buy for myself, like generally, but I really like it. Sure, but super competitive beer category. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? You're, yeah, you're, like I'm. I'm. I'm excited. You brought it. Cause I would never pick this up on my own. Yeah, that's that's the point of it. We're we're here to try new stuff. Is um, this better than Lou? Well, so that's a different style of beer. Well, it's a Kolsch. Yeah, that's a Kolsch. So you talking about you talking about APAs? You're talking about like Brickstone APA, even Daisy Cutters in there. Um, Half Acre has a plethora of delicious APAs that they roll, roll out seasonally. 
Um, trying to so think you, of some of that. So you could you can twist a pale ale kind of any direction of like a light flavor, right? Because like a daisy cutter has more of like the fruity side. Yeah, like, like like grapefruit, citrus. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then this it, one's more like on the pine. Yeah, and it's just based on the hops that you're using in there and the ingredients you're yeah. using. Yeah. So more this would be this is almost drinks like a session IPA. Um Mike, explain to everyone what's the difference between yeah. an IPA and an APA. All right. So short short and sweet. IPA um originally comes from England. When they had taken over all of the world, essentially, yeah, uh, mainly India, India. Um, they would brew beer in England. They would double or triple hop it in England to send it over to India. So by the time it made the travel distance, it didn't lose flavor. So then that wasn't the, the general style of drinking at that time. Um, but then people who were living in India... They were from England. Realized that you could get delicious double hopped or triple hopped beers. Yeah, that's where IPA comes from. India Pale Ale. Now American Pale Ale is probably just comes down to more the the honing in on the different IBUs as far as how bitter it goes because of how much hops goes in there, and you're using less hops to flavor it. So therefore, it's APAs are lighter in flavor than IPA uh, IPAs generally. That's not sure. always, that's not always the case, right? So it just really comes down to your brewing style and your brewing technique and uh, who's doing it up. Nice. So uh, what happened to the docket up here, Johnny? We got the voice on. Now it's Top Gun Maverick. I might have to reconnect here. I don't. I didn't realize it just disappeared on us. Let's do a quick pause. <laughs> and we're back. We figured out that like John's radio voice. And and we're back. <laughs> John had to move the mouse a little bit. He yeah, a, he, had, he had to double click the mouse. Double click it. Well, I was monitoring the actual recording and not the actual docket. So the screen, if you actually give a fuck about what we're talking about, <laughs> uh, went into a sleep mode. <laughs> Just like our listeners. We could not see what we were talking about. Exactly. We hit the snooze over here. All we could see is a audio wave file. And yeah. we had to pause for a second. And we're back. <laughs> Perfect. So, John, tell me, tell me what your thoughts are on this beer, and give me a rating. So, <laughs> I think this is honestly, dude, yeah. uh, one of my better pale ales that have been that, that's been but then brought on the sh- that that has been brought on the uh, podcast. Yeah, I think it's very drinkable. Yeah, I could use it like a touch more cold, but I know that it's, it's been traveled. Yeah, to the outskirts of the western suburbs. This is true. So I'll sacrifice sacrifice that. Uh, yeah, on a clear day, you can see the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> uh, I would give it a seven. Awesome for I, a pale. I think that's solid. Yep. Um, I really like this beer. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven point two five. There you go. Um, I can't wait to go back to Bubble House Brewing. I can't wait to bring these guys with me so they can check out the space. I'm definitely going to buy another four-pack when I go back there because I just think it's unique. And the label doesn't actually say anything about spruce tips on it because they. she was explaining it to me that they had ordered the labels before they injected that into it um, when they realized that that made the beer better than it was before um, when they tried it with the previous you know, um, beer that they had brewed to make it what it is. So I think it's really good. Uh, if you guys are ever in Lyle, on Ogden... Uh, Bubble House Brewing, very little cool, unique brewery, and they only have their they they have their own beer. That's it. Nobody else's. They got snacks. You can bring your own food in there. It's dog friendly. They got a patio. Um, I just had good vibes while I was in there. All the brewing equipment is literally behind the bar, so you're sitting there. I think you that's what people want, right? Yeah, you see, that's why that's at what I'm bre- saying at, in a brewery. Brew yeah, you, a brew pub. The, the you see all the stuff right behind. So there. you see like the Oompa Loompas making the beer. <laughs> They have, they have green hair and pink skin. What the fuck's going on back there? <laughs> uh, but I, I highly recommend it. I'm definitely going back, and these schmucks are coming with me. So, <laughs> well, but, thank, uh, thank you for uh, introducing us to this. Thanks, Johnny. I'll cheers, yeah, I'll cheers you to that. Wonderful new cheers, pale ale that nobody's ever had before or ever even heard of. I, I would cheers you, but it's gone. It's gone. Is there any more in there? Look at that. No, it's not. There's a little bit more in that can. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers to Bubble House Brewing and Peglin Bowling. Check it out. I, I promise you guys will like it. What do we do now? Do we do time to go home? I guess. Customer? 
No. Wrap it up. Oh yeah, wrap oh, it up. Oh, let's, let's, we haven't done the whiskey yet. Garrett, you are not off the hook for offering <laughs> Elmer T. Lee and Hancock Reserve. You are not. Garrett's off the hook. already putting the bottles back behind yeah. the bar. All right, you guys can go. You guys ever, see you guys. You guys ever had Jack Daniels before? Jesus. All right. Um, so I think generally we do the whiskey, then the customer. We get yeah, we do, we're doing whiskey. Yeah, yeah. That's why we moved on because you, you don't need to see the whiskey because you already have it memorized. So yeah. this is the creme de la creme. This is going to be. We've had some incredible bourbon. And whiskey on this podcast. This is going to be right up there with some of the top stuff. Now, we've all had, the three of us have had these pours, but not on the podcast and not together where we can talk about the tasting notes and what's going on with them. Um, and not, these are these are just impossible to get. And not Garrett's personal collection. So he can do heavy pours here. So Garrett is currently behind the bar right now. He's got. His Buffalo Bills hat on. Every pour that we do is a bottle that I own. I had to buy it, even if we got it from the restaurant. I had to pay for it. <laughs> he had to come back from. It, it might have just ended in your basement. Don't give me no one and a half, two ounce pour. Give me a four ounce pour. He had to come back uh, around the bar into the microphone stand just to, to say that out. So Garrett is behind the bar right now, about to pour out some delicious Elmer T. Lee. Let me snap off a couple photos while he's doing this because this is bad ass. This is the first time Garrett's ever asked for a pour spout. I've never seen him measure anything up. He doesn't oh want to. He goodness. doesn't want to waste a drop. We, that is that is a three ounce pour of one of them. That's like two. Don't John? give me no dump cup. I'm gonna drink it all. I can't believe this is happening. Johnny Hound Dog over here. Oh, singing. Why aren't we drinking out of our sipping social glasses? Okay. And again, let's get that in the microphone. <laughs> oh, we oh, heard like, it. Like, we need any more proof that I'm an idiot. I left him at um at Mays for two days in a row. So, um, we're oh, gonna have some. Glen yeah, let's. Yeah. Look, while he's pouring oh, the Glen Cairns? No. no. <laughs> while he's pouring no. the Hancock Reserve. No, we. You so don't need talk to run about upstairs or anything. So merch. Yes. So for the live show, those of you that are gonna be there, and then after that, it'll be made available to everybody. First live show, then we'll roll it out. We have. Official sipping social podcast Glenn Karen glasses. They're gonna be. They are badass. They look amazing. Garrett Technically, hooked it up. they're not Glenn Karen glasses. All right. What, what's the what's the term then? They're called chimneys. They're called chimneys. But they're but they're they're whis they're whiskey tasting glasses. Like very very similar in shape of Glenn Karen, but you can't call them Glenn Karen. They're not Glenn Karen because that's like the owner of Glenn Karen is literally has a, a team of lawyers who are suing everyone who's calling it. Other glass kind of types, types of glassware, Glen Karen, because they've got it like uh -oh. marked down. All right, so these are not Glen Karen glasses. These are him and our friends, so we're good. Okay, we, we're good. We, we don't have any <laughs> merchandise. Forget we even <laughs> talked about that. No, you should definitely buy one when you're out. Um, and I got the news today. We are going to have multiple versions of Sipping Social Podcast T-shirts available for sale at the live show. Lots of options. Um, I was hoping to have hats available too. That's going to be available at the live show, the third live show. That we put on, I uh, I couldn't get that figured out in time. That'll be on December twenty fifth. We're gonna do it at ten a.m. <laughs> Everybody has to wear a hat. Yeah. I don't care what kind of hat you wear, just wear some sort of hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we will. We we are definitely rolling out our merchandise line. Uh, it's gonna be available at the live show. After that, we'll make it available um, to anybody who knows us. They can come by and grab some stuff, uh, some good swag. It's gonna be dope, and they 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 they're looking sharp. And Garrett, thanks for setting up the, the chimneys. I appreciate that, too. Dude, I, I love those glasses. I prefer to drink out of those over Glen Cairns now. Can we call After, them chimneys? Chimneys. Chimneys. Yeah. You have to Sipping do, like, social you have to do like, the, like the Italian, like chimneys. your thumb against all of your fingertips Both and, 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 shake, Both and shake away from you. Both yeah. hands. Um, I really like those glasses a lot. I never had one until we went to Willet and uh, and drank out of one of those glasses. And I was like, this is it's way better. It's a wider bottom and it's it's like a heavy, it's a little heavier glass. It seems like awesome. way easier to not knock over. What are we gonna be selling those for at the the podcast? For you, Mike, they're like forty bucks. But for any of the other customers, they're uh, they're ten they're ten dollars a glass. We're gonna do ten dollars a glass. Uh, anybody who comes to the live show will be able to walk out with a couple. Definitely gonna need a pair. You don't want one, right? Why would you ever buy one? Exactly. You just drink by yourself. Out, yeah. <laughs> who drinks by themselves? Literally, no one's no one signed up for our, for our live show by themselves, right? Not everyone's got a, everyone's got someone else. One person. Dude. Yeah. Well, he, give he, a shout out he, to our boy Mark Piscati, yeah, who we've known for a long time. He's coming to hang out with us. He's, he's coming to the excuse. show. Maybe he's, he's got to know half the people there anyway. So maybe Kevin Glass, if he's, if he's listening, he's he not, doesn't he's, listen. He's not listening. He doesn't listen, but he'll be there just to drink and 
and take over the show. He'll be there anyway. Yeah, he'll be there. He's a loner. Anyway, let's get to the whiskey. Um, let's go. I'm a big fan of going low proof to high proof in general. And what's Love weird? It. What's weird about this is like um, the difference between the Hancock's Presidential Reserve and the Elmertili in proof is um, one point one proof. So, which one's the lower one? The Hancock's Reserve is eighty eight point nine, and the Elmer is ninety. Sweet. Um, before we drink those, just kind of give us a little bit of a right. mash bill background on these guys. So Buff- So we've talked about Buffalo Trace. Um, who? Who? I'm wearing the shirt. Her? I'm wearing the shirt too, which is, I feel like such a turd. But anyway, the um, so Sazerac Company was a dist- was a distillation group, and then they decided they didn't want to make any whiskey anymore, and then they bought the OFC Distillery where Buffalo Trace sits now. They bought a bunch of different products. They bought um, every literally every brand that they make. They ended up buying that um, whiskey name and, and uh, recipe book and then mixing it together for their own. That is not, they're not the only ones who've ever done that. Heaven Hill's done that. I mean, the... Victor's. Victor's, I mean, yeah. I mean, old the old Fitzgerald bottle, yeah. that that name has been passed on by four different distillation groups. It is what it is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, um, they're like our favorite NBA players are just bouncing around all, all the time. So the, uh, so they have, Buffalo Trace has four, or I guess they have five different mash bills. One's a vodka, One's a wheat whiskey, which is all the pappy and the Weller. One is um, they call it the rye, the, the the rye the rye mash bill, which is the Buffalo Trace Eagle Rare, George G. Stag, uh, the Stag Junior, um, uh, Hancock's Reserve, not not the the um, benchmark, all the same uh, mash bill, and then they have um, the high malt line, which is Hancock's Reserve, Almertili, Blanton's, and uh, I'm staring at it, but I, I'm, Rock Hill Farms. So those four bottles are the same mash bill. They're all they're all high malt. So they, they don't disclose any of the mash bills for any of them, but think like twelve percent malt on this. Mm. Um, is and, there is there like an order of like rank? Yeah, so they're all single barrels, right? Which is which is crazy. Um, there's we talked about this before. Right? There's eighteen people who are their their tasters, and if one of them isn't like if one it's like okay, we're doing. This is going to be a Blanton's, and if seventeen people say this is a Blanton's, and one person says no, I don't believe it, then it doesn't become a Blanton's. It might, maybe it goes on to a vote for something else. Um, I think that Hancock's Reserve is like the like the redheaded stepchild. It's of not the even group. listed on the the website. Though. No, it's not, and the, I mean the yeah. label looks like shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, old school. I guess it looks just slapped on. I feel like we've talked about this one before because I love it. I think we've done it before. No, we, we haven't. haven't had it on the podcast. No. Are you sure? There's never no way. Had, we never had Hancock's Reserve There's on the no podcast. Way. I feel like I, well, maybe I've just been talking to you guys about it. Um, yeah, and we, I've definitely we, done it in whiskey. We've never talked before. about whiskey before. Anyway. You've never talked about whiskey no, before. I don't even know. First time. But it, first time drinker, long time listener. But for a redheaded stepchild, it's, it's also single It's barrel. also incredibly hard to find. Yeah, you can't. I haven't can't seen it in, in in any of our like um, order guides or in, in any of our like um, in our restaurants as, as being delivered in over a year. Yeah. And you'll never see it at Binnie's. You'll never see it at a liquor store. No, I mean, the last time I saw it on the shelf at a store was 2019, and they wanted like 100 bucks for it, and I passed on it. And now I'm thinking maybe I should probably, probably, probably should have done it. it. Yeah. 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 But I didn't. I mean, in right. 2019, I thought I, was, I knew everything. Now that we're uh, about to drink all of it. And also, he doesn't have any other bourbon to drink, so he shouldn't have passed on that <laughs> one. So. The amount of backups of the other three in the same malt or malt, malt, high malt is enough that's a lot um so uh i've definitely poured you guys heavy <laughs> i don't apologize for that um what are we trying first we're doing the handcuffs reserve first lovely so my, my so su- that was my the suggest- second one i handed you john so my suggestion perfect. is to um Wait, this one yeah keep the handcocks on the on, on the, the left, left and the amortility on the right that's what i got right now and then um let's which one am i having mike so i handed you the journeyman whatever one. one i handed you second was the handcocks that was this one. Yeah, that was because I, I, I poured. Two, he's no, got two journeymen. That's why I made the joke. Oh. The um, the first one I poured you heavy, Johnny, because I know you wanted an Elmer. It's okay. not true at all. He wanted to do the Hancock's. So the um, let's let's cheers. Cheers. Do, do a sip. Don't talk about it. Then do another sip. And then we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Eighty-eight point nine out of Rickhouse H, which is the smallest uh, Rickhouse in Buffalo Trace. Also, the same Rickhouse where they do all their single barrel picks out of. Um, that we spent some time in. We've been there. I got lost in there once. 
on purpose. Oh yeah, I was really like, um, uh, like Goldilocks or who's that? Who's that girl who fell down the hole, the rabbit hole? Alice. Alice. Yeah, I was definitely Alice in Wonderland. There. Dude, this stuff is so smooth. When I, when we had bottles and this is social, and I would show people this, I'm like, this is the best pound for pound, fifteen dollar pour, and people would be like, I never heard of it. And why is it only eighty eight point nine? And we go because it's all flavor. It's yeah, no the bite. Mo- there's no bite. It's full flavored, and it's freaking delicious, dude. That is so smooth. There's um, the Kentucky hug like ends at the bottom of my throat, and just dissipates like into my chest. It's just gone. I freaking love it. I have a uh, and, and let's make sure that we don't finish this so we can compare it back and forth to the Elmer. Okay, so yeah. I'm, I'll make sure I'm keep it on the left. Johnny, tell us tell us about the bottle. Yeah, describe that label, even though Garrett doesn't like it. I just think that everything else they do is so nice and cool, and this is like the worst. This is just the worst one for me. To me, this is the best one. No labeling. Yeah, really? labeling. This is your favorite one. Yeah, um, it's got a heat. I mean, serious? it's a, it's a sh- yeah, it's a short barrel. It's it's a it's short round. bottle. S- short bottle. It's round. It's got a nice little like huge wooden like top on it with a cork, like almost like a. It's like probably the widest mouth bottle. The yeah, it's them, them in seventeen ninety two. Yeah. Um, what's unique about it is you could probably strip off all the labeling, and have it as your like little kind of like your your little uh, what, do you, what do you call it your uh, Fitzgerald bottle? Oh, the, uh, the Infinity, Infinity bottle. Yeah, Infinity yeah. bottle. Yeah, yeah, it's got a unique. It's definitely unique. People would know it. Super unique shape. It has a unique shape. To, I mean, it's 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 it. Uh, when you first look at it, it's completely cylinder. But then you look at it more, and it's got these unique little. Sp- like spires that come up from the bottom of the bottle, these indentations. Grooves. And it looks like you would buy this like in the 50s as like a little like crystal, like whiskey, like what do you call them? Um, it looks like a rocks glass, but just bigger and made into no, a whiskey like the, bottle. No, like the whiskey. Um, decanters? Decanters. Yeah. yeah. It's a miniature version of yeah. like a 50s like whiskey decanter bottle. Like it has that style to it with that, that little indentation in the bottom. This is so weird. I'm thinking of like the, the movie Tombstone and there's that scene where they have everybody on like the stage and all the, the cowboys are like throwing shit at people and they have the bottle of whiskey like in front of the light to make the light change differently. This is like that bottle. You know what I mean? It's like old school. It's legit. It's it's very transparent. Is it you? There's not a lot going on to it, um, but it looks great. And it, I think it's sharp. It literally feels like you found that like in your grandparents' like cabinet, yeah, and you're you like, dusted oh, it off. Look at yeah. this like awesome vintage bottle, dude. I love it. I will it's say so that good. the bottles of Elmer, Rock Hill, Blanton's, and Hancock feel good holding. Like you can you wrap you wrap the neck around your your front, your number one finger and your yeah. thumb, and, and you just grab the bottle. And it just all feels unique. good. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. But they're all the same similar, short stubby. It, it feels but, good. But it feels not good a lot in your of bourbons like do that. You know what I mean? Besides nope. like Blanton's. That's what I'm saying. Like those yeah. four, they're oh, yeah. all in the same family. Like yeah. no one else does that, yeah. and it just feels good in your hand. Yeah, it's no, great. no one else has a bottle like this. Yeah. That's so tasty. So, bottom line is, it's good. Anybody who could find a bottle of Hancock's, especially for a hundred dollars or less, yeah, get it. Well, if you, if you see it, it, buy it. Yeah, yeah. Buy, it. buy it, or if not, just buy it for us, and we'll we'll buy let's, it. Off um, it. Let's. I want to hear you guys rating after we do the Elmer. Okay. All right. So we're getting into the Elmer T. Lee. Give us a little yeah. background on this guy. So it's the exact same mash bill. Uh, it's also a single barrel. Uh, Elmer T. Lee was he had his own distillery. Um, his master distiller didn't like how he was doing things, so he left. His name was Weller. Hmm. Um, yeah. We know who that guy yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, Elmer T. Lee was one of the first guys to sell to Sazerac. Um, uh, Weller was actually the, one of the last guys after after the, um, the Pappy Van Winkle guys sold over to Sazerac. Elmer saw that like that that name was gonna be like carried on in a, in a good manner, so um, he he finally sold. I mean, the guys were all broke by the time, or their families were all broke by the time uh, Sazerac picked him up. I mean, the Sazerac picked him up in the '80s, late '80s, early '90s when it was almost like he needed what, what, needed what, to sell, right? Yeah. What was what was selling in the Late eighties and nineties, not whiskey. That's not, the answer. Yeah, not bourbon. Yeah. for sure. I mean, Mictors went completely bankrupted in eighty nine. So and, and bourbon was like bottom shelf. Oh, and is a complete afterthought. Yeah, like we used to make fun of my roommate uh, Chris. He'd do a shot of Jameson. We're like, oh, Chris, 
you're going to be wasted. Like his doing James, it's, it's eighty proof. Like yeah. uh, it's it's no different than vodka. But the point is like like oh my gosh, it's stigma. This whiskey, the stigma, like crazy stuff that you're. That's what your like great grandpa drank. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so single barrel, same same exact malt bill. The uh, ma- uh, mash bill, the the bottle is really cool. It looks like um, it's got a picture of Elmer T. Lee that you can see through the um through lo- the bottle. I love that. I think it's really neat. That, that's probably my favorite part of the bottle. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, like very the, cool packaging. Yeah, the front of the, the front of the bottle is like perfectly clear, and you have a gold inscripted text of Elmer T. Lee, and then more of like a all caps font Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and then beyond that, if you look further through the whiskey itself, you see Elmer T. Lee, a portrait of him behind that, like an illustrated portrait. It's pretty cool. John, you're so good at that. Too. I would say, yeah, you're, that's why we give them to you. I would say that in the hierarchy of what people want is going to be Elmer T. Lee, then Blanton's, then Rock Hill, then uh, Hancock. And that's, that's definitely shown during, in the secondary pricing. Um, but Blanton's is constantly being pumped out all the time. Yeah, and this is not. No, this is like a Elmer T. Lee is like maybe twice a year, maybe? Not enough. No, the answer is not enough. Not I, think, enough. I think that um, Buffalo Trace realizes, or Sazerac realizes that like they're making a boatload of money on pumping out Blanton's. Yeah. Um, why are we messing around with the other the other products? I hear you. So I don't know if those eighteen people are like. But also, is this just, just uh, distributed worldwide, like Blanton's is? No, where Blanton's is a worldwide market, where Elmer T. Lee is solely U.S. So based, US. Well, and yeah, then only, then secondary. Yeah, only Blanton's and uh, and Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare go outside of the United States. Yeah, and that's because the company that actually owns Buffalo Trace or Blanton's contracts. Correct. Buffalo Trace to make that, yeah, so then that's why it gets distributed worldwide, right? Yeah, which is yeah, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole little it's like because they thing, own right? Blanton's, but they don't own Elmer or yeah, Rock Hill or whatever. Yeah, but same with Pappy though. Pappy's not Pappy. The Pappy family don't they contract Buffalo Trace to make that for them? No, they they they're done. They, they, they yeah, I mean they they don't have any control over it anymore. Oh, not anymore. Yeah, not okay. since 2012. Right. And basically, Pappy like. The ten year and the twelve year is is old Rip Van Winkle and the Lot B. Those are different mash bills than the actual Pappy, the Pappy fifteen, Pappy twenty, Pappy twenty three. So there's like add ons yeah, after so, the fact, right? So like um, the that that Pappy lineup is basically just Weller. Hmm. Okay. So like, would you rather have Weller? So here here's my very question: People are like, oh, let me get a Pappy ten year. Like, would you rather have that for thirty five bucks a pour? Would you rather have Weller twelve, which is two years older, for ten dollars less? Just because they make more of the Weller 12. Anyway. That's a good question. Anyway, cheers. That's, to that, that's for another podcast. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm starting to nerd out and I'm going to pull All myself right, cool. back in. Sweet. Let's rein it in and uh, try more whiskey and then we'll talk about it more. <laughs> mm. All right. So they're very similar. Very similar. Uh, do you mind if I start? Yeah, please do. Okay. So Elmer Tilly, super dynamic in flavor, really smooth, um, zero bite. I got zero bite going down. Um, decent amount of oak in there for me, um, which is what I want in a good classic bourbon. I'm going to give this a nine. I freaking love it. It's amazing. I've never owned a bottle, and I can't wait to have the opportunity to buy a bottle uh, that's not $500. Yeah, it's not happening today. Yeah. John, I, what do you got for the Hancock? So I like the Hancocks a little bit better, the Hancock. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it You're a talking nine. About the whiskey, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. The, the Hancock, Hancock, <laughs> not uh, plural, uh, <laughs> not plural over here. But uh, I like that a little bit better. Um, it's just as full flavored, a little less. It just it seems a little bit more complex to me um, because it's a little bit lower proof. I get different flavor notes that I am from the Elmer T. Lee, and that's just me. I would, I would hope so. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to give it a 9.25, which is the third highest rating I've ever given a whiskey on this podcast. I'm going to give myself an applause. And I actually have a bottle of this, and I'm, I promise you the only time I'll ever open it is actually the, the time that I would open it would be, it's got to be like an uber celebration time. It's got to be like a, For the Hancocks? Yeah. It's got to be a really, really good reason to open it and drink it with a bunch of people that I know. I love it. It's amazing. That Hancock Single Barrel Reserve. Mm-hmm. What is it? Hancock Reserve Single Barrel. It's phenomenal. The presidential Reserve. I freaking love it, dude. It's it's a top five whiskey for me. And Elmer T. Lee's right in there with it. Um, they're both phenomenal. 
I'm gonna stop talking. Um, Johnny just did a giant yoga stretch before you about to dive into this. The cock and hand reserve is uh, pretty good. It's um, 88.9 proof, and you feel it. You feel it in your hand. You you feel it in your mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> From this, hand to mouth, is, mouth this, to hand. This really went off the rails. My apologies. <laughs> My apologies. Um, to be honest, I'm not afraid of saying that I like an 88.9 proof bourbon. Like, there, who who out there says maybe Garrett does don't, that you need to have 130, maybe 140 proof whiskey. This bourbon, the Hancock Reserve, is one of my favorites because it's like candy in the mouth. It's very sweet. Yeah. It's very smooth. It's extremely drinkable. But you just can't fucking find it. That's a problem. And what I don't understand is why don't other like distilleries or other people recognize that and produce something kind of similar? They do. Who? They just they just not allowed to talk about um they they'll never use like Blanton's as a as like a advertisement portion yeah. for it. Like uh, Driftless Glen, their bourbon is, I think, the exact same mash bill. Is it? Mm-hmm. Just not nearly as good. So you're saying you got to... It also helps like where you're where you're aging it, too, right? There's a lot of X factors. Yeah. A, experience. B, knowledge. C, location. Location, the terroir the of the, what's going on with the, the bourbon. The burn, on, the, burn the, the blender. I mean, you can make the best bourbon in the world, and if you have a shitty blender, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Yeah. doesn't matter. So I just I just want to say like I, Garrett has uh, gotten me one of these bottles before like a couple of years ago and and I sipped it like you know for a year basically and it's one of my favorite bottles because of that it's just it's a super great sipping bottle you can't find it anywhere but I don't even know if that's like the actual like thing about it like it's not about you can't find it anywhere when you sip this bottle it's good so good like. You like it because it tastes good, not because you can't find it. Yeah, you, but you, that's just another layer that you can't find it. But like, yeah. you don't like it. I just the label. Just sipping it again right now, I just can't. Like, I I miss it. John's going nuts <laughs> over so here. John's find. loving it. I'm, I'm like, gonna send you fuck. home. With, I'm gonna send you home with a little jar of it. Anyways, but taking this up against the Elmer T. Lee, um, kind of makes me not like the Elmer, Elmer T. Lee as much as I used to. Like Elmer T. Lee, like it's got this burn in my chest right now. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's because just like I'm in this is in this moment, but like Elmer T. Lee is a good bottle, great bottle, great bottle. Yeah. But there's something about the Hancock Reserve that just sets it, incredible. It's, it's it's awesome. It's incredible. It's fucking awesome. It's all about the flavor. It's yeah. that's what bourbon is about, to me. But don't get me wrong. I would take an Elmer T. Lee bottle personally over an Eagle Rare. Yeah. You should. Yeah. So what are you rating him? Didn't I not rate it? No. Oh. We're waiting. So the Hancock 9.5. It's one of my favorite bottles that I've had Boom. personally. Boom. Um the Hancock bottle, I've only had once as well. It's it's high up there for me. The, El- the Elmer bottle. What did I say? You said you said nine five for the, the Hancock. Are we on to Elmer now? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Elmer T. Lee have, um, was one of those bottles that I've I've only had like once as well. Uh, it's my probably like second time having a different bottle of it. Um, it is good. I think I've had way too much like other drinks tonight, and it's kind of affecting my palate a little bit. But the half can of Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah. And that like. That 15-year-old handle of Captain. 2015 was a good year for Captain. Um, everybody knows Elmer T. Lee is good. Yeah. We don't need to explain that. Yeah. yeah. So, what, so, so what are you giving the Elmer then? You got 9.5 for the handcuff. Tonight right now? Yeah. yeah. Eight. Oof. Yeef. Yeef. <laughs> that was in stereo. Sorry, sorry Sazerac. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They're not listening. They're not listening. They don't, don't even, they didn't answer my text half the time. The Hancock uh, tonight. The Hancock tonight is way better than the Elmer T. Lee, to it's, me. It's really good. All right, G. Uh, make make this. We, I'm gonna, we know you can go all night. I uh, I'm going to do the exact opposite of you guys. I think that um, so like 
you guys th- think that I love high proof, which means that you would think that I would like the Rock Hill Farms the most because it's 100 proof. I actually like that one the least amount. Um, I like Blanton's a little bit better than Hancock's Reserve. I, I like it at, at Blanton's at the 94. Um, I don't necessarily love like the Blanton's like cast strength at like 125. That's, I don't think it's, it's too much for me. But I prefer the Elmer T. Lee neat by itself over the Hancock's. I think that the Elmer T. Lee has just got a little bit softer and, and, and smoother. And the Hancock's is like a little bit, a little like, um, you do taste more oak. I totally agree with that. And I'm just not, um, I'd is, rather have the Elmer. Is that in general or just, or, or are no. we talking about these two bottles? These two bottles right now. Yeah. Um, I prefer the um, I'll give that I'll give that nine nine four and I give the Hancock's nine one. So so great so, ratings. I mean, I'm not shitting ratings. on Hancock yeah, at all. No, we kinda you don't like e- it as scotch. Yeah. We kinda don't even need to review these bottles. They're good. But they're I, like, I like to know which one you like more because they're the exact same mash bill. Yeah. And they're so close in proof. All right. Moving on. So bottom line is if anybody's good, get, it's good. It's good. You should it's drink good. it. And if you're at one of our restaurants, you can find some. You should definitely buy some. And, and, it, and if you can't find the Elmer T. Lee or the Hancock, get a Blanton's or a Rock Hill Farms and, there you go. and pretend it's Elmer T. Lee. And when, well, when Elmer T. Lee is in, don't be like, oh, it's like $10 more than Blanton's. That's because it's so rare. Just get it. Just get you're it. You're going to be so happy and enjoy just say it. if you had it or, or be able to enjoy it on a good night. Or yeah. you don't, don't wait for don't wait for like the big promotion or whatever. Just grab one. Yeah. If you bottom line is if you can get your hands on either one of these bottles and you're not paying atrocious prices, it's worth it. Also, if anyone finds something and they're like, I don't know if this is atrocious or not, take a picture yeah, of it, send it, it send it to the podcast, yeah, and and we'll respond like buy it or don't buy it. Yeah, buy or don't buy. Yeah, I like that. That should be a new segment for us. Ooh, I like that. Buy, buy or don't buy. Yeah, buy or pass. Ooh, yeah, buy or pass. Buy or pass. That will that'll be after the live show, episode fifty one. We're gonna introduce two new segments, a small food snippet. Ooh, like segment it. yeah and a buyer pass sounds good all right johnny what you think of, you're the producer you, you like that or like a uh you can find this or good luck <laughs> there you go there you, we got three new segments <laughs> remember how we used to like change our things we used to do with it every week mm-hmm. at first we had four then there was like a fifth then there, someone like would come up with it. there was like a yeah. whole list of things that we were doing and now we come down to like three again that we just we just and there's not, got time and other segments we don't even do anymore. <laughs> That's right. I miss a smoke break. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I want to bring that back for episode 51. I got one. <sighs> these bourbons are both exquisite. Garrett, thank you for letting us share these with you. Um, the Hancocks, I watched you open tonight. The Elmer T. Lee, I watched you pull out the backup for the the picture taking. You saw me open awesome. this bottle, too, when we, uh, when we, before the golf outing. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And you slammed you it two ounce for before we go. What the? At like 9 a.m. Oh boy. All right. So, bottom line, both are delicious. Get them, drink them. Uh, when we have these in stock at the restaurants, come by us and pay for a pour. It's definitely worth they it. They don't last. This, this has been a great, unique experience for the Sipping Social Podcast. Sitting here uh, in Garrett's office, it's unbelievable. Uh, Bubble House Brewing out of Lyle. I thought it was awesome you guys got to check it out beer is good ambiance good really cool spot whiskey we drank tonight ridiculous elmer t lee hancock presidential reserve buy those bottles my boy peter dropping off uh homemade bourbon for us tasty way honestly i'm gonna be honest way better than i thought it was gonna be everybody take care of your bartenders and your servers they're working hard for you they're out there grinding for you don't yell at them. Be nice to them. The, the nicer you are to people, the better service you're going to get. 100%. The, the better service you're going to get. Everybody drink responsibly. We appreciate you guys for tuning in and hanging out with us. The next time we record, live at the Burger Social. My boy, Sean. Nude. Bam, bam, bam. We're Sean li- from Pinhook. There you go. I'm Sean so from Pinhook. Our guys from Phase 3, they're going to join us. Some of them are going to join us. We're going to have some great, great stuff that night. Uh, I just can't believe that we got Pinhook and Phase Three together. Like this, that, that's like insane. I was on a Zoom call with Sean from Who Pinhook. Who gets to do that? And he goes, he told me like, you know what, Garrett, the sophisticated palate prefers rye. Oh like, boy! Like I put save that, it. I put that on a t-shirt. Save it. Just save it. Just save it. Just save it. Um, really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. We appreciate all the support. Come by Garrett. Uh, come by uh, Burger Social. See me. Come by Maze and Mash. See Garrett. 
Uh, we want to hang out with you guys. We want to talk about the podcast. Go by the uh, Sipping Social Underground Studio if you can find it. There you go. Johnny will give out the address at the live show. Nope. <laughs> DM me for his garage code. <laughs> All right, sweet guys. Really appreciate it. We'll see you guys for episode 50 live at the Burger Social. It's going to be a great go. night. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. Love you. Later. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and friends that support us. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, a shout-out to Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Come on in, buddy. Come on in. You can if you want. Okay, get up there. Do a little uh, test one, two. Say test one, two. Test. Test one, two. Ready? Here. Hi. Test one, two. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm, right, I'm right over here. <laughs> Why are you doing that? It's so loud, isn't it? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I need to turn the volumes down. How do you oh. turn the volume down? Can you hear me from the speakers? Or no? Just the headphones. Yeah, only that's just, just in the headphones. Yeah, just oh. the headphones. Oh. This is squishy. <laughs> that's called a windscreen. Why is it squishy? It absorbs the sound. Yeah. It absorbs it so you don't hear certain... I'll tell you why. So if I go... Why? If I go... See how loud that is? So it blocks the wind. There you go. It's a windscreen. Now blow into it. Blow. Now try it with the windscreen. Now let's put the windscreen back on. There you go. Now try it one more time, alright? You see the you feel the difference. See? What? Good job. That was fun, right? Like I said, you'll be the next whiskey pro we have on, all right? That was fun. You talk about all the places that the best French fries and grilled cheese. Hey, we need to know about that.